0: Today on the podcast, I am interviewing Holly, and Holly went from a broke backpacker to a successful business owner traveling the world, and I cannot wait for y'all to hear her story. We're going to talk about how she went from working 80 hours a week, making a few thousand bucks a month, to now working very little, 10 to 20 hours a week, and bringing in over $10,000 a month. This is not an episode you want to miss, so let's jump on in. Hey, Surfscale Store family. I am so excited to let you know that the doors are now open to conversions for clients. This is my A to Z, step-by-step roadmap course on how you can become a high-converting Facebook ad manager and land clients even if you're brand new and you don't have a ton of experience. This truly is the most all-inclusive course for Facebook ad managers. And not only that, but as you've heard from so many people, it's not just about the content. It's about having a community to plug into. But here's the deal. I only open the doors once every six months. And so the doors are open, but they are closing Thursday night. So you are definitely gonna wanna head to conversionsforclients.com and sign up today. And I can't wait to see you become our next high converting ad manager. Hey, SurfScale Store family. I am so excited because I have Holly on here. And Holly has been part of so many of my programs. And I have just loved watching her business grow. She is crazy busy traveling and it's always so fun to watch her adventures and I'm excited to introduce you to Holly and we're going to talk all about her business and how it's evolved over the last year. So Holly, tell my listeners about who you are as a person and then who you are as a business
1: owner. Thanks for having me Brandy. After listening for so long, it's so exciting to actually be on here. Yeah, so I'm Holly. I am a Canadian entrepreneur, but most people know me as the girl who posts too many travel pictures. <laughs> um, I'm always traveling. I'm technically I'm based out of Europe and quite nomadic. My business is I am a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I serve online experts.
0: I love that, Holly. And so tell us one, how did you, I, this is me personally wanting to know this, how did you get started with just like traveling all over the place?
1: All it was was, you know, when you're at late night and you just start Googling a bunch of things. Well, one time in like 2013, I wanted to travel for a long time, but I always waited for someone else. So one day I just said, let's just do it. And at like 2 a.m., I booked a flight to Europe from two months from then. So I'd have the money by then. Um, and I just went. And as soon as I did that, I was pretty much done for. Like I've been doing more backpacking trips than I could count. And I've been abroad consistently for seven years now.
0: I love that. So you're originally from Canada, right?
1: Yeah. Born and raised.
0: Okay. Awesome. I feel like this is very different in the U.S. than other countries. Like when I talk to people, there are so many people who are like, I'm like nomadic, I travel. And then when I find out where they're from, they're never from the U.S. So I feel like this has to be like a cultural thing and I love it. And I totally wish I would have done it when I was like in college and everything, because I just love seeing your adventures. They look so fun. But what I even love more than that is you're able to make money while you're traveling with your online service-based business. So tell us, how did you get started as a virtual assistant, and then how has that evolved?
1: Yeah, so it kind of started 2012. I was just trying, you know, when it was a bit more like taboo to be online. Um, I would apply nonchalantly for jobs for years. Um, it was impossible. Everything was that $5 an hour job. When I finally got one, it was like four years end, which was just random work. So pretty much if you had a, if you had a credit card, I was ready to do the work for anything virtual assisting. I did everything from like helping a recipe magazine to all like events, everything. So I did that up until end of last year. End of last year was I joined SurfScale 4. But when I joined, I saw ad managing, which never really registered to me before. And how I got into it was just seeing that you were doing it. And I understood that I had the difference of creativity. So I could create all these images and copy. But I had very clear outlines of how the ROI worked, which is pretty much what caught me. And I've been doing it ever since. So
0: going from doing all the things to Facebook ad management, where were you at monthly production? Like, average before niching down to Facebook ads?
1: Oh, um, sometimes it was a h- couple hundred dollars a-, a month. And then leading up to it, I think I was making just a few thousand, so maybe 2000, 3000 US dollars a month, but I was overworking like 80 hours a week, exhausted, couldn't really think straight. And then to now, which is a 12 K uh, Canadian dollar a month.
0: I love this. So when did you start running ads? What month was that?
1: So I first did the course in January, but my first client was start of April.
0: Okay. I love this because this gives people a little bit of perspective. There are some services that you can literally jump in and Google your way to success. Like I really think that like organic social media, there is so much information out there. Like you can Google your way to success. But then there are some things that like, they're just so skill or tactical that you have to take a course for. And I truly believe Facebook ads are one of those things, not just because I have a course, but because I tried to do the Googling myself and found out that it just doesn't work that way with Facebook ads. So I think that that gives people perspective that it does take a little bit of time to learn them. So from January to April, that's how long you dedicated to learning it getting clients. I know mine was about a 45-day transition. So everyone's is totally different. There's probably people who do it a lot quicker and a lot longer. So everything in between. But once you started marketing yourself as a Facebook ad manager, what happened to your business?
1: Oh my gosh. It just like, basically, yeah, there was that small period of trying to find clients. And then I just ramped up. So at times I'd have seven clients on the go for retainer clients. Um, it's just been, it's been nonstop ever since I constantly get clients and I constantly get my ideal clients that I love. So it was, even though it took a couple of months to get a client, it really came together a lot quick, a lot quicker in the end.
0: I love that. Okay. So 12,000 Canadian around 10,000 us. So what you said before you were making a few thousand working 80 plus hours a week. Now, where are you making 12,000
1: Canadian? Very little, um, very little hours. I'd say like 10 to 20 hours a week. And the rest is me having some fun um, finding new ways of finding clients or talking to other people that are um, interested in my services. So the core work of it is significantly less. And I could easily, if I did the core part, just do 10 to 20 hours a week.
0: I love that. And so with that, there probably comes some mind, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know for me, there's some mind shifts that have to happen because you're used to working 80 hours a week making a few thousand now you're making 12,000 and you're working 10 to 20 hours a week did you experience any of those things like should i be doing more like what is going on or did you not experience that
1: yeah i was always used to trading time for money whereas it was a struggle at first it was I started at a certain rate which still felt like amazing money for the starting rate, whereas now I wouldn't even look like fat island at that number. I think um, I think I had to realize that they're paying me for their knowledge in my, and it's not about my time. So that was my biggest shift, basically, to starting to charge more and more each time.
0: I love that. And I think mine happened in April of 2019 when I had my highest month as a Facebook ad or ever just with my services and I had worked the least I'd ever done. And then I felt like holy cow, this is possible. But one of the cool things about that is you have some clients that don't need much attention. Like you're barely checking in, their ads are just rolling. So when you have clients like that, did you ever experience like this thought? Like, man, maybe I should be charging them less or I feel like I'm not doing enough to be charging this. Did you ever experience that?
1: Um, I think I hit close to it. But then once I started like that original shift, I was just like, nope, my knowledge is worth it they have to message me less because I'm doing a great job. Sounds like that's all I need. Uh, So I, I thankfully didn't have to do that shift because I know that they didn't have to message me because it was going great.
0: I love that so much. And I think that that's really important that we all keep a pulse on where we are with our mindset, our money mindset. All of those things are so important. I know, Holly, that's something you definitely work on. And so that shows with that. Okay. So what's your favorite part about being an ad
1: manager? I just love the results. They're so much fun. Like, for example, I had a launch just two weeks ago. It was 1.3K turned into 33K. And it's like mind-boggling to me that that I'm I'm a part of that and I'm a huge part of that reasoning. So I think just the results are really fun and exciting. And it's just where's the next number and the next launch we're gonna do.
0: Yeah, I definitely love that about it too. It's like I know exactly what I'm doing is making a really big impact and you get that ROI and I I really enjoy that too. So, but I know there's probably some parts of being a Facebook ad manager you don't enjoy. So are there any parts you don't enjoy?
1: Hmm. I used to say it was a reporting, but I'm starting to like it now. So I'm going to go with the admin. Um, the finding of the clients is I'm more than happy to like do the acquisition, but the effort of finding where those clients are just time get a bit time consuming. So I hired my first ever. Uh, virtual assistant to make sure I don't have to do that.
0: That's awesome. And so you are getting quite a bit of clients. I know that you are someone who's always got discovery calls on your books. So how do you do that? Like, what is your secret?
1: Uh, mine is, well, I am very active in Facebook groups. But my biggest thing is I create relationships with other entrepreneurs. So I have someone who's also in SurfScale So She's a launch and funnel strategist. Her and I work and coincide with each other. I refer her, she refers me. And the second thing that has made a difference was when I do comment on Facebook posts of someone looking for ads, I either do like a 10 second intro video or I get in detail of saying something about them and their business and how I could help it.
0: I love that. I'm all about providing value first. The video method is definitely something that I ran with when I was getting started and it definitely lets you stand out in the crowd. And makes everyone take a second look at you over all the other people who are posting because you went over and beyond. And if you're going to do that for a post, what will you do as their ad manager? And I've definitely seen your videos popping up and I'm like, dang, that's why she's always on calls. I love it. So (laughs) let's chat about this relationship because I love this. I don't know anything about your relationship with this person, but y'all are referring each other. So do you like pay each other commissions? Is it strictly like, hey, this is a relationship and we're just helping one another out. How does that work?
1: So yeah, we could do the referral fee, but I just think it's a two-way street with us. She brings me clients. I bring her clients. There's no re- reason for us to tally. If it's different, like for example, if someone refers me but I don't have an ability to refer them, I will send them a gift, like a, a big like package with like candles and stuff saying thank you. But those referral relationships are just uh, basically a give and take.
0: I love that. I have never had great relationships with people who are, it's like a fee-based. I just don't agree with it. I think that the universe will always provide as long as we're helping others, the universe will provide for us. And so I love that y'all do it that way. And it's not like a tip for tat type of thing. And I'm a big fan of sending gifts to people who refer clients to us. I think that's one of the biggest impressions that you can make on someone is when they get a gift in the mail that they weren't expecting. Here's the deal, y'all. You can send out Starbucks gift cards and they just sit in people's inboxes. There's some real power when they get something in the mail. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be a that's $25. It can be $50, $100. But I think it's just that gift of receiving something in the mail makes a lasting impression longer than anything else. So I love that you do that.
1: Yeah, it makes, it honestly makes all the difference. And I know when I received one from you, actually, I was like, Oh, my gosh. It's so exciting. Like, it's it's such a simple but necessary gesture.
0: Oh, my gosh. And you got AirPods from us. You wanted AirPods. And we could not ship them. And it was like this whole thing with Amazon and gift cards. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Holly's going to hate me. (laughs) But I am a big fan of sending things in the mail. But those AirPods did not get sent. Well, I guess you sent yourself them in the mail. So that worked. They still sent in the mail. Okay, so what do you think has been your biggest challenge with your business and being a Facebook ad manager?
1: I think it was the original main OG issue was basically boundaries. I originally with most of my clients used to have a lot of boundary issues, especially in virtual assisting because I treated myself like an employee. I didn't treat myself like a business. How I shifted that though was I created a welcome pack that was so unbelievably clear of where um, where and when I'll talk to them, how those boundaries are lying. And ever since I've made that shift, I am thousand times happier than I was originally in my business.
0: I love this. So what are some things that you include in your welcome packet? Because I've never been a welcome packet type of person. I'm like, it's in your contract, read it. But I know that people don't always read their contract. So what do you include in your welcome packet?
1: So I have the first page is just pretty. And the second page is how I work by month. So understanding that first month, they get a lot of me. Second, I check in weekly. Third is I do my thing. And here's your report. That is like the easiest boundary liar with people. The next page is how, when they could contact me. So they could contact me Monday through Thursday, how they contact via email and a voice note, and then um, payments. So the very clear liar of, you pay at the state, there will be a late fee otherwise, just the standard boundaries, but it looks pretty and it looks professional that they like it anyways.
0: I love that. That's so easy and everyone can go create those, especially if you're struggling with the boundaries, then this is definitely something you want to put together. I love that idea. And then do you just stick it in their Dubsado account or what do you do?
1: I just put it in the Google Drive. So when I welcome them, I give them a Google Drive with um, that welcome pack and a few things of what I would need from them to make their ads.
0: Perfect. What do you think has been your biggest win since starting your business?
1: I'm going to go right back to travel from going from a broke backpacker to being able to afford a private room. And if I want that mojito, I will buy that mojito now. So it's, that was actually my biggest win is I was quite tired by the hostel rooms and the having to get the cheapest drink, even though I want the more expensive one. To now it's just like, it's the easiest thing. Now my mindset has changed with money in my business. And I just feel a lot more at ease since then.
0: I love that so much because it does money just gives you choices and options. And if you want the more expensive drink, you can have the more expensive drink. And that it probably increases our happiness level. So I love that. So Holly, you talked about like money mindset. And is this something you've intentionally worked on? Like have you read books? Have you done any like trainings? Or is this something that has just come naturally with growing your business?
1: I think I believe you say Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram eight. So I think with that personality type, I didn't really feel the need to read things, but I just picked up habits of others like. I have mentors that I know that are strong. So you are obviously one of them being attentive to those movements and then being like, well, someone else is like that. Why, why don't I just do it? So I'm very much a see it, do it done. um, Which is what has helped me with my money mindset.
0: I love that. I'm the same way. But if anyone needs any money mindset, There is one book that I always recommend, which is Dollars Flow Easily to Me. It's something, yeah, Dollars Flow Easily to Me. We'll link that up in the um, show notes, but that one's super woo. So I read it the first time and I was not ready for it. Read it the second time and it was life-changing. So definitely check out that if you like the woo. If you don't, it's probably not gonna be the best book for you to read. Okay, so with winning... And, you know, being able to travel and everything, what do you love most about your business?
1: I think I just love knowing that I'm bringing value to someone. So it's not just I'm getting something done for myself. I'm creating a ad that could truly make a difference in someone's life and their business. And that's really rewarding to me.
0: I love that so much. Okay. So Holly, you went from virtual assistant to like booked out Facebook ad manager in less than a year. We're coming up on a year, I think, since you joined SurfScaleSoar. And then January, you started conversions for clients. So April, you started taking on your clients. So this has moved very, very quickly for you. So now you also have a membership, correct?
1: I actually have two. I just didn't tell you about the second one yet.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So let's backtrack. When did you launch these and what was kind of your motive behind launching a membership or two?
1: Yeah. So the first one is the virtual business, which teaches travel lovers how to start a successful online business that makes it so they could do what they enjoy. I created it because, yes, I love advertising, but I also just want to help some others to get to where I was, uh, where I originally was to where I am now. The second one was I just, I have a lot of people that come in looking for my ad services. So I created a membership for people who want to DIY. So I give them templates and I give them support. And I think the support is the biggest kicker because it's harder when you're DIY and you can't just add, ask an ad strategist who will truly help you.
0: Yeah. I love this because I always say that there's like three ways to like create a course or three people that I see create a course or membership. And one is because they have people that are coming to them that can't afford their services and they still want to help them. They want to help those DIYers. And so you're definitely hitting that with the Facebook ads. Two, I see people who have done something really unique and they have that uniqueness and they want to help others get to where they are. And that's what you've done with your travel one. So I love that you're hitting that. And then usually the third one is you are so passionate about something. It has nothing to do with what you're currently doing in your business, but you are so passionate about it and that's what you want to pursue. And we see that happening with people who start ones that are like book clubs and things like that or cooking and they're in a totally different industry than that and things like that. And I love that so much. And I love that you're hitting on both of those in two different ways. That's so fun. So at what point in your business did were you like, okay, I think it's time to add a membership?
1: So it was during the pandemic start actually. It was always something I was curious about. I saw the changes I felt with surf scale sore and others. And I wanted to be able to help people in my way with the travel to businesswoman, things like that. But because of the pandemic, I was lucky because a certain someone who's been on your podcast named Steve McLaren, he was doing his workshop and it just seemed like the perfect time. I was sitting at home and I'm a passionate person who's multi-passionate. So it just seemed like the perfect time. So it just kind of went guns blazing real quick with those memberships because of the the circumstances.
0: I love that. And so you, do you have any, like, everyone's always like phase out your clients and create a membership. And I'm always like, why would you do that? That's the second revenue stream. But do you have plans right now on phasing out your clients or are you still planning on taking clients and having your membership?
1: No. So at this stage, I don't want to phase them out. I honestly it put the fire in my belly. I love launching. So I have no interest in leaving it soon. So I think I'd be quite happy with the three revenue streams keep it up and running for at least quite a while.
0: I love that. I'm so passionate about having multiple revenue streams. And so I think that's so, so smart. So this has been so fun, Holly. I've loved watching your journey. I cannot wait to continue to watch your journey. It's been so fun. But before we end, ready for some rapid fire? Cool, oh, yes. Okay. So it's not the first word, just the first thing that comes to your mind. So what is your favorite software tool that you can't live without?
1: Click up. It keeps me um, at bay.
0: Yes. ClickUp would definitely be mine as well. What is the best conference virtual or live you've ever attended?
1: Oh, um, that is a good question. I'll say tried live just because I'm still learning all the membership stuff.
0: I love that. Okay. So tell me the best piece of business advice
1: you've ever received. Simplify. The simpler it is, the more ability you have to make a better business. That's clear. Oh, I love that.
0: And then tell me your favorite part of conversions for clients.
1: Ooh, I love that everyone works together. So even after the course months down the road, everyone is there to help for your questions. And I think it's a huge, a huge part that actually helps my clients as well, because I could get those answers quick.
0: I love that. No matter what program, it's always the community. <laughs> I'm That's like my superpower. I can just create community. So I love that so much. And then this was not on your questions and I've never asked this question, but where's your favorite place that you've ever traveled to?
1: Oh, That is such a loaded question. Um, I would say two. either New Zealand or Bali. They're just both like such beautiful places and I love them.
0: I love that so much. Okay. So Holly, where can my listeners touch base with you and just say hi and thanks for everything that you've shared today?
1: Absolutely. So my website for ads is hollyandcompany.com. Just a reminder, I'm Holly with an (laughs) IE. And then if you want to see my travels, I have an Instagram, which is backpacksandbudget. Although maybe less soothing now because less budget.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. You still have a budget. The budget's just much, much higher. (laughs) So (laughs) I love that so much. Okay, Holly, well, thank you so much for joining us. And we will chat soon. Of
1: course. Thank you for having me.
0: Y'all, that was so good. I hope that you go over and connect with Holly on Instagram because she is all about traveling the world. And I love to Instagram stalk her to see where in the world she is right now. Head to her DMs, tell her one thing that you took away from this episode, because I know whenever we do that, that truly means something to the person that you're sending it to. I love that Holly talked about building relationships and being willing to pivot in her business and really getting clear on her money mindset. Even though it wasn't your traditional, like sitting down, reading a book, she just made it happen. And I love that she defines success on her own terms. And her terms of success is being able to travel the world with a mojito in her hand. And I just love that. We can all define success on our own and we are all on our own journey. So until next time, y'all, go out and serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into that six-figure year you deserve.